and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. I'd like to read this passage of Scripture this morning coming from Acts chapter 2. We're going to talk about the infant church, how the church started and from there, we'll see and we'll be able to have a bit of a guidance. Uh, why the church? What is the church for? And uh, why do we have to gather together? And we see here in chapter 2, looking at verse 41. Let's start in verse 20, uh, 41 to, uh, for us to have a context. Verse 41, So those who received His word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings in the fellowship and to breaking of bread and prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done, were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. Now, I'd like to highlight in this passage of Scripture, if you notice in verse 41, it says here, so they received his word and were baptized and were about and were added to and were added that day about three thousand souls. This is such a phenomenon when the Holy Spirit that we've been promised all the way back from the time of Joel, Prophet Joel, and in the last days, men will will see visions, young men will see uh, 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 will prophesy and and, and old men will dream dreams. And these are the prophetic picture that is about to happen in the future. And in Acts chapter 2, it came to pass. When the apostles uh, themselves and the rest of the other disciples were at the upper room, right after the resurrection, the Lord had asked them to stay put and not go to other nations and start preaching immediately. He asked them to stay put. Wait for me, for I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to empower you to be my witnesses. It's not enough that you know the message. You have to have the Spirit of God to empower you to accomplish the mission God has for you. And so they waited. Uh, they, were, they, they, they heard the good news of the gospel that Christ was raised from the dead. Now they're ready, but they were waiting at the upper room. And from there in the upper room, they've kind of fixed their relationships. They filled in the gaps that uh, Judas had missed, had, had vacated. And so they thought of Matthias. They prayed for it. And after this thing, the Bible says in chapter 2, the Holy Spirit was poured out and tongues of fire came to, and rest on each of them. They all spoke in other language. And so, and so, and so some of the people around them were talking about a, a feast. Uh, uh, it's a day of Pentecost. And, and, 
and, and people were going there for a purpose, and that is to celebrate. They're coming from different cities, even from far-flung places, from the Greek, uh, the, 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 uh, the Roman Empire, just to come and celebrate. And so on the way, they've gathered together, and this thing happened, the Holy Spirit being poured out upon them, and the people who are eavesdropping were shocked because of what had happened. They were even accusing them of being, as early that morning, being drunk. And so, after that, Peter stood and preached the gospel and preached whatever, whatever had been prophesied in the Old Testament. Now it came to pass, right before their eyes. We're talking about Jewish people. We're not even talking about people from other nations. We're talking about just the Jewish people, same culture, same language, and yet they've heard different languages amongst themselves, which is a picture of what the gospel is designed to do, not just for them, but for the rest of the world. And yet out of this came salvation. They were cut to the hearts and they were saved. So many of them in one sermon, Peter had truly had been changed. This time he preached full force and he spoke and many come to Christ. Now that is the picture before entering into this last few verses of chapter 2. The last miracle of the Holy Spirit in chapter 2 is the birthing of the church. Let's look at that right now again. And I've discovered three elements necessary in a church. And it says here, faith in the Lord. Verse 41, so those who received His word were baptized. The other word for faith and believe is basically receiving His Word. When you receive His Word, that's another way of saying believe in His Word. Okay, and what is the uh, uh, evidence of a person who had received His Word? He had listened, received it in his heart, and, he, and the Scripture added one more, and were baptized. They were baptized. Those who heard the Word and, and, and received the Word, and they were baptized, and then they were uh, added that day, and about 3,000 souls were added to their number. Now, this is too much to handle. This number, this crowd of people have come to Christ. Who will do one-to-one -one with them? <laughs> I was thinking, as an evangelist, as a pastor, I would always think, okay, who will meet with this person who have come to Christ? We're talking about 3,000. The twelve. I believe so, because now the 12 have been discipled for three years. Now, could you imagine they're going to disciple these people, and not only this, but amongst themselves. There, there's discipleship going on across the board, and we'll see how they, this thing happened. But first and foremost in discipleship, just as we've designed what discipleship is, first and foremost, faith in God. If there's no common denominator, faith in the gospel of what Christ has done, faith in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, then there will be no church. But because of faith in Christ, they've gathered together 3,000 of them. You can identify God's people from the rest of the world. So much so that they were able to count them. How were they able to do this? Did they ask people to come forward? Did Peter do that? 
Did they count the people or the attendance during that time in an open, open um, in the upper room and, and probably even downstairs? But you can surmise that they knew exactly the people who have come to Christ. We're talking about 3,000 people came to Christ. 3,000 plus 120 in the upper room. So 3,120 people, all part of the brand new church. Besides faith, what's the next element that I'd like us to understand here? The second one is, let, let's, let's, uh, let's go further first. Verse uh, 42 here, after 41. And they devoted themselves to apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to breaking of bread, to prayers. And all came upon every soul. And all came upon every soul. And verse 43, it says, And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And so now they have learned, uh, they have learned, those who believe, there are some features that you, you can attribute or characteristics that you can see in their lives. But first and foremost, faith in the Lord, those who believe, in other words, the believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, that He rose from the dead, those who received the resurrection message of the gospel, uh, they had faith in the Lord. Number two, they, they were praising God. Uh, uh, they were, uh, because of their faith in the Lord, they started praising the Lord. But the number, uh, number two element that I'd like us to see here is fellowship with one another. Faith in the Lord, fellowship with one another. I like, I like, go back, let's go back to verse 42, and it says, They devoted themselves to apostles' teachings and to fellowship. To fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. Now, think with me. 3,000 people here. How will you create an atmosphere of family, relationships, and and fellowship and camaraderie amongst themselves. There are only there are 3,000 of them. Some of them probably have met just that during that day. Question, how will you be able to disciple these people? And guess what happened? As we move along, you will see here, to breaking of bread, to fellowship, and to prayers. Fellowship means it's kononia. It's a Greek term, not to impress you with my Greek words, but basically means to, uh, to um, it's association, it's communion, it's participation. That's what it means by fellowship. Those are the elements seen in that idea of fellowship. There's association, communion, participation, and that means basically to share, share life. That's the bottom line of fellowship. That means to share in something. Learning, it's for us, we learn theology together, we learn from the scriptures together, we pray together. And this is not a large prayer meeting. We're talking about, they didn't have, they might have a place for huge gathering in the past, but this is an immediate gathering. They could have met in temple courts, and we see that happening in, in, in the next passage of Scripture here. Uh, altogether, 
uh, verse 46 and verse 45. And they were selling their possession, belongings, and, and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. You know, meeting in a temple is, is just very small. I think it's even probably smaller than this, than this chapel we have here. Some of, the, some of the synagogues that you will see today in Israel, the, the, uh, the ruins that you will see, it's almost like a, it's like a huge jeepney. It's just a, a not even a square. You see there a, a quadrangle, a, not a quadrangle, but a rectangular. Um, uh, you, you see it, and they, they, they were almost like seated like on a, on, a, on a jeepney. They didn't have chairs. It's almost like these chairs that we have right now that you get to see, but on the sides. And there's somebody who would speak in the middle. That's, the, that's what synagogues uh, were during that time. By the way, synagogues only uh, were in, invented after, the, after the, the first century. When the temple that they had built, that when the post-exilic uh, people came from Babylon, and they came back and started building the building, uh, it was destroyed in 70 AD. When it was destroyed, they have uh, tried to meet in different homes, and then finally they came up with synagogues. And so that, that synagogue is it's, it's where the temple courts were. And so they would gather together there. And then it says from in their homes, they had, they had communion, they had, uh, a breaking of bread and prayers. And so... We see there the 3,000 people getting into smaller settings or smaller groups. You know, a home can only accommodate as much. It, it might even not go beyond 12. They didn't have mansions except your, if you're kings or emperors. But their homes were just, what I saw when I went to Israel, I saw a, a bit of a larger house because this, the owner of the house said, they said that, in Capernaum, I saw this huge, I see the ruins of the house near the house of Peter, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, where it's a bit huge and many are saying that's between Peter's mother-in-law, uh, this huge house in the synagogue, and we could see the ruins there. And they've explained to us that the reason why this is a little bigger is because the owner of the house has so many children. But besides that, it cannot accommodate uh, it can only accommodate a small number of people. And so having said that, I'm just trying to emphasize the importance of not just having big groups, but in a smaller setting, in small groups. In our case, we have, it, we have life groups in the campuses. We have uh, victory groups in, in, in different uh, uh, coffee shops, in different homes, in living rooms, in offices. Uh, we try to do that audiovisual rooms, but these are groups. With, in, our, in, our, in our context, we call it victory group. Um, and so, at least at this time, we call it victory group. And it's, a, it's just to identify this small group uh, of people as, com as in comparison to a larger group of people. But what is important here is they get to meet face to face. 
they would gather together face to face. I know how you have, it's been such a challenge for you guys. You have met, you have met, uh, we have met, tried to meet through the screens, online. But I hope at this time you've already seen the importance of face to face. You've seen the importance of gathering together. There's more than just having, seeing a song by a screen. There's nothing like coming together on a weekend. I, I'm, you know, I'm glad we get to do this on screen. You get to watch on, on YouTube or, or Facebook or listen to our podcasts. But there's nothing like getting out of your house and meet fellow believers on a weekend in an, an hour and a half kind of gathering where you can experience instructions in the scriptures, teachings about Christ, communion, worship songs, and fellowship and prayers. May this be, still be uh, an important element in the church that you are experiencing today. So number one, we have the elements important in the church is faith in the Lord, fellowship with one another. And the last one I'd like us to see is found in the later part of the verse. And it says, praising God and having, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. Remember, we mentioned this in verse 41 where people were added to their number, 3,000 of them. This time we see the same word added to their number. And why? Because they were praising, they'll be praising God and having favor with all the people. Favor. Um, and that's the third element that we get to see as far as the church is concerned. Favor with all the people. And when there's that favor with all the people, we realize that the church is not just about faith in the Lord and fellowshipping with one another, with fellow Christians. But as a church, we end up fulfilling what God has called the church to do, which is to be a blessing to the world. And so much so that there's favor in their lives. And that favor would cause others to come to Christ and be attracted to the Lord Jesus Christ. And they too will repent and turn to Christ. And they will be added to the to, to amongst the believers, to the number of people in the church. Once again, in the Old Testament, people would come to Jerusalem, but that's, that's more of centripetal, coming to Jerusalem. But now, yes, we have the synagogue, we have uh, uh, house to house, we have temple courts, and then finally the believers, because during that time, those who have become Christians during Acts chapter 2, they have not abandoned going to the temple courts or the synagogues. They kept on going there as well. They would go there for instructions. They would go there for worship. And then they would go to their homes for uh, breaking of bread, for prayers, and for sharing, shared life. They even have uh, the, the spirit of generosity is so clear amongst themselves. But it came to a point where persecution became so strong that that the Christians quit going to the synagogues. They quit going to the temple once and for all because of so much persecution. So they end up meeting in their homes. And it took around more than 200 years, more than 200 years before a building had been 
had been invented, a huge gathering of believers and building a building where they could gather. But, but during the persecutions, they were just meeting at homes in a smaller setting. So as I end today, we realize there are those three aspects in a, in a church or elements in a church gathering together. We have faith in the Lord. We have fellowship with one another and favor with all the people that people will be attracted to come to Christ and added to their number, whether in a large gathering after that, after two, 250 years, they, they've uh, seen the importance of what gathering is all about in a larger place. They started constructing uh, buildings. But it started at home, different homes. And from there, they've experienced faith in the Lord, fellowship, breaking of bread, and favor from all with, favor with all the people around them. May these still be the elements that we get to see in churches that we're part of. And I'm, I, I, I once again exhort each one of you watching right now. You got used to be watching us for three solid years. Some of, the, some of you I, got, I get to meet when I visit some of the churches the last three years. But there's nothing like getting out of your house, dress up for that day. Go to a gathering in a place nearby, the nearest victory, the nearest Bible-based church you can find. You may be abroad right now and you're isolated. So there's no problem we can watch online or something, but you still find a God-fearing, Bible-based church and where you can grow and know God more. As I end, I say this, putting a high premium on the gathering of Christ's followers is pivotal to the church growth as it extends the reach of God's kingdom to the world. Let's worship God this morning. With your power, your presence, we will go to the ends of the earth with your
what an amazing um, lesson we, we got to learn here from Acts chapter 2. And once again, as a, as a church, we're dedicated to honoring God by, by planting Christ-centered, Spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. May you continue to be a vital part, participating in the life of a local church you're part of. See you in some of these churches. We hope to get to see each other one of these days. And God bless you as you enjoy the worship this weekend. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord, may the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.